0: it is the brad and brit cast glad you are with us and a lot of people uh count these kind of things this is our second to last brad and brit cast of the year yep of the year the one we do on thursday which will be december 22 will be the last one in uh, the following week, uh, we'll, we'll be in, in, uh, reruns or the, uh, Glenn Campbell good time podcast. will, oh, will be nice. in our place. I think.
1: Oh, that's great. What about the summer Brothers smother show?
0: Could be, gonna... <laughs> could be, could turn into something. You never, you <laughs> the never, Glenn
1: never Campbell know. good time
0: hours in this spot next week. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I went real, uh, nebulous on my list today okay so you might not you should be all right uh number one i can't recall sir uh this one got by me um well they finally got that rapper for january 6th franco harris and uh this one i i had a lot of trouble putting this one together don is a tax cheat and a fraud who knew (laughs)
1: Uh, it is to Franco Harris, the great running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mm. who we
0: found out passed away at the age of 72. Mm. Mm. Um, I hate that.
1: Yeah, I hate, well, I hate it for him. I
0: hate it for his family. I hate it for, for, for Pittsburgh. And, uh, the nicest thing I saw this morning was a bunch of comments by Cleveland Browns fans who all came on and said, well, of course, the Steelers were our enemy, but, but Franco Harris, yeah, what a great, you know, not one, not one cheap shot trying to uh, uh, take advantage of the moment by saying something like, uh, oh, I bet on his deathbed he confessed that he really picked the ball up off the ground. <laughs> he trapped who the ball. Ever, who would
1: ever say something like that? <laughs> he trapped the ball.
0: Yeah, and there's exactly.
1: a statue of it in the Pittsburgh Airport.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: No, he was. Uh, I don't think anybody's ever said a negative word about that guy. You know, I don't think anybody ever said the only and the only issue I had was, and it's not even about him, but they were it, the Saturday night they were going to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Catch, which is whether you were on the winning side or not. It's one of the great plays and one of the most memorable plays in NFL history. They were going to retire his number. And why are you just getting around in 2022, almost 2023, to retiring that guy's number? That should have been done many years ago. That's the only bitch I have.
0: Hang on, hang on a second. And Of course, I, 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 in general, I, I agree with that. And then uh, I was schooled on my Facebook page by a guy. I think he still lives in Cleveland, lived down the street from me when I was a kid there. When I say I was a kid, I'm talking 11 or 12, John Kravitz. And okay. John reminded me that retiring numbers is different, way different than, you know, putting your name up or, you know, the, the, the yeah. ring of honor yeah. and all that, you know, you know, the Carolina Panthers already have like 10 players around the stadium in the ring of honor. Right. Okay. And as a uh, Clevelander, John reminded me that in spite of having a pretty storied history I haven't won any championships, but they do have a storied history. The Cleveland Browns have only retired two numbers in their whole history. By the way, so have the Pittsburgh Steelers, only two. And the two that the Browns retired were, of course, number 32, Jim Brown, and number 76, Lou the Toe Groza, who, when he retired, was the leading scorer in NFL NFL history history at the time. All right. So move over to the Steelers. Steelers, of course, have a remarkable history. Certainly the, the last 40 years has been remarkable. <laughs> the first, the first 50 or so, not so, but doesn't so matter. Great. Yeah, and, and they have only retired two numbers in all those years. Mean Joe green. Yeah. And Ernie Stautner. I was, was he was a defensive guy. I believe it was. Jesus Christ. Guy. Not Terry Bradshaw. Not, not, Lynn Terry Swan, Bradshaw. not Rocky Blyer. No. Not any of those guys. No, 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 no. Now, just because that's true doesn't, I think, make it right. It's it's an unfortunate thing. And it, a, a cynic, and I'm not a cynic, would say, well, so much for that Pittsburgh Steelers family shit. They couldn't even retire Franco Harris's number, oh, and, and they're waiting all this till he's seventy-two. He dies. Cr- you know, was he not meritus of uh, deserving of that when he was fifty-two? Yeah, sixty-two.
1: You, you 72? guys, you might, you guys might want to put a rush on that Terry Bradshaw. You might right. want to go ahead and get that twelve. Right. Not up in the there. best of health, be- <laughs>
0: Terry. Hang on there. Jesus they they might get to you quicker than than otherwise. They were probably going to make Terry Bradshaw wait until he's 80 why is that because terry is white terry is white <laughs> franco got it when he was 72 <laughs> the, the statistic that blew me away about uh franco
1: harris is that he was only 192 yards short of jim brown's career record when he retired which i was not aware of i didn't know that. It's pretty amazing
0: i thought he was third he he is
1: now. I when he, no, re- I
0: thought he was third at when he retired. Maybe
1: so, but he was still only 192 yeah. yards. Short, so there was somebody is, in
0: between those two. huh?
1: Yeah, might have. I, I'm not sure who Walter it was. Walter Payton.
0: It was Walter Payton. Was it Payton?
1: Was. Yep. Still, it, it was seen as an uh, uneclipsable number at
0: that right. time. Yeah, it's, exactly. It, um, so, you know that that's kind of a sad thing. And of course, now the the uh, the ceremony on Saturday during the game. Yeah is going to have a much different tone and 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 color to it than it would have been otherwise had they done it a month before yeah a year before 5 years 10 years 15 20 or 30 years before
1: Steelers Raiders it's going to be Christmas Eve night on the NFL network yeah. and did you and I didn't know this that win, that immaculate reception, that was the first ever playoff win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. They would never won a playoff game before that.
0: Well, Britt, did you know that a lot of people are saying that that began the uh, ascent <laughs> no. of the Steelers in the 70s? No. Se- a lot of people are saying that, you No, know, Some okay. people are saying the Steelers were the I team know. of the 70s, Brad. Right. I know. I know. Okay. <laughs> All right. We've done enough damage on that story. But nothing more that we can – and we can add to it. What about
1: Franco's Italian army? You don't want to talk about Sinatra being a part of that? Well, huh? what about uh, Franco-American
0: uh, spaghetti? What about that's, that? That's good Chef shit. Boyardee. Yeah. Um, I'm,
1: yeah. I'm curious because I don't know what this story is. Can't recall. Mm. Can't recall was what you said was your first
0: Ah, glad, glad you got it. Glad you got it. Um, what, rule one on everything related to Trump is whatever you think he did wrong, you're, you're always wrong by, by one-tenth. It's always ten times worse yeah. than, than what you thought it might be, right? That's just, that's just the way it works. And uh, it turns out that Cassidy Hutchinson, if you recall, and this was not uh, something that was unknown, because right after she testified, it was reported that she had fired her lawyer because her lawyer was a Trump-paid-for White House kind of lawyer who was telling her to, this is right out of the mafia, this is right out of The Godfather. Say you can't remember, you don't recall. Do all these kind of things to stymie the January 6th. So she fired that guy a day before she testified, I do believe, got rid of him, and uh, quickly... Hooked up with someone from the outside, and um, time has passed now. A couple months, right, since she testified, Correct. and it turns out it's all true. The name yeah. of the lawyer was Stefan Pasantino, which, by the way, is a great Italian restaurant in Greensboro. <laughs> Pasantino's, you ever been there? Love it. Great. Yeah, I got the uh, the shells and cheese. It was it's really good. Passantino's, actually. Yeah. Anyway, he's uh, accused of attempting to alter the uh, testimony to get her to lie. That's witness tampering. And I'm sure in classic mafia uh, parlance, this, Trump had nothing to do with this, right? <laughs> this has nothing to do with Trump. I never uh, even met him. I don't even know who that is. Didn't even know that lawyer. Didn't even yeah. know uh, that guy. But anyway, so, so uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Pasantino has already been bounced out of uh, whatever law firm he practices at. I think it's in uh, Houston or somewhere else. So he's done. His career is over, as it should be. Sure it is. And uh, everyone that ever associates themselves with Trump, it always ends in tears, not a question of if, just a question of when. And it's just <laughs> every every story has, is the same arc. It's the same Mark. First you hear something, then it's verified, then you forget about it because something else comes along, and then finally it's confirmed later on, and it's actually worse than what you thought it originally was. And, oh, by the way, as always, do you think this is the only person who was scheduled and did testify before the January 6th committee who didn't have what they call a talking-to by a lawyer uh, associated with, paid by, or related to Trump world in some method or fashion. Of course not. It's never won. And so this could make the Warren Commission seem like the greatest investigation that buttoned it up, gave an answer, and moved on ever. This is going to go on for a long time because— you know, this must be investigated also. This is just another little branch growing off to, to the side, but it's a darn important one. Yeah. And uh, I think we can assume, I think it's fair to assume, that the Justice Department, which now has all of this in their hands, they've got the whole Trump world in their hands, <laughs> uh, is, is aware of this kind of uh, witness tampering and... um you know if you see one ad in your local paper advertising for a lawyer who knows how to investigate this kind of thing you know who placed the ad even if it's a blind box ad it's going to be it's going to be them so that was the I can't recall sir and you know we we love to to reference the godfather and that one scene in the uh in the senate where was it uh, Pat Pat Patangelo yeah Patangelo he suddenly Gets amnesia right there in front of the senators. He he doesn't know anything. He doesn't even know who you're talking about. Never met the guy. But yeah. that's what this is. That was what an attempt. But Cassidy Hutchinson did not play ball. Well, they and, attempted. Uh, she to... goes down in history, at least in, in my book, as a true hero for for they, not uh... doing the easy thing.
1: The pro-Trump guys tried to impeach what she said for the longest time, and they never really could. And that was about uh, Donald Trump attacking the Secret Service, et yeah. cetera, et cetera, uh, yeah. to make try to make them drive him up to the Capitol, uh, yeah. and they were not able to do that.
0: Yeah, Britt, whatever happened to uh, all the Secret Service saying we'd be happy to testify in public?
1: Yeah. See now, here's all- here, here's the deal, and now because we're gonna we're gonna shift and glide into the uh, IRS story about them not auditing donald john trump the first two years in office like they were supposed to there's your real swamp there's the actual swamp right there is these people who are not doing what they said they would do to get this son of a bitch or to even the secret service guys who were uh, have the omerta on them who are not talking they see no evil and know no evil and speak no evil there's your real swamp right there those sons of bitches that keep protecting this guy
0: yeah and when you say that, remember, you're saying that there is a huge, huge problem, but for exactly the opposite reason Correct. that that Donald Trump would have you believe or tried to pass off as the real problem Correct. all these years, that he's some kind of victim when the fact is he has gotten not just rich man's justice, okay, and he's, he's gotten it to a level – That no one has ever seen before where the law said that, you know, presidents are supposed to have their taxes audited every damn year that they're in office and the IRS. We don't know about that. What? What? Now, how did that happen? We know how that happened. We're not going to sit here and go just maybe they just forgot about the rule. Maybe they forgot about that rule. But, this oh, but is the, then, this, you know what, Britt? It was only a rule. It wasn't a law. Oh, no, but okay. when Chuck right. Schumer said something 40 years ago, sure. that wasn't a law either. <laughs> but that was a rule that Mitch McConnell could follow so that he could fuck over Barack Obama's nominee for the Supreme Court, who happened to have been Merrick Garland. Isn't the world symmetrical? in the end it, it kind true? of is
1: i mean that that is what the the narrative and again this is part of the republican victimization mindset Donald Trump would have you believe that everybody in Washington is just fucking against him. Every department, everybody, every lobbyist, everybody who's part of the uh, industrial lobbying machine, everybody is completely against him. And Republicans feel like they are, everything is, the media is against them and and the black people are against them and the, this and the, that, and everybody is fucking against And that's, that's part of the victimization mindset. And in fact, he had people who were pitching for him. He had people that were covered for him in the fucking secret service. And apparently he had some people, at the IRS that were kind of like, I don't know, maybe really? we shouldn't go through with that order. I'm not really sure.
0: Yeah. I, I would call that insidious systematic corruption, Yeah, but, but that's how Trump has been his entire life. And he's never been held accountable for it. And at this moment in time, looking at my watch, <laughs> He is beginning, it looks like, to be held accountable for these things. And he don't like it. No. He don't like it one bit. And you know what? Tough shit, which gets us to – and I want to start broad, and then we can get down into the details. All right. Because um, a great, important philosophical question is being asked in relationship to the House Ways and Means Committee going – forward on tuesday and voting to release donald trump's taxes from the last six years and it's this and it was expressed by some of the uh, the mafia chieftains on the republican side speaking on behalf of donald trump don't even think about doing this guys because if you do you are unleashing the hounds you are opening the gates of hell everyone is going to have their taxes revealed any damn time they feel like it because it's called political retribution you can't do this to an innocent private citizen like donald trump Mm -hmm. this is Mm -hmm. wrong the the, the right of privacy is being violated in a way that no one has ever seen before. So every Supreme Court justice, every member of Congress, every cabinet member, anybody that the political party in power wants at any given moment to destroy will be destroyed because all you'd have to do is pick up your phone and call the IRS and boom, the taxes will be out there. All right. You're done. So... The argument then is, leave Trump alone because it's not fair and it's going to cause this backlash forever, this back and forth of released taxes forever. Which, if you think about it, this is just another version of, well, should Jack Smith and Merrick Garland and the Justice Department indict Donald Trump at all? Because if they do that, then every president after this is going to be hauled in front of juries and indicted for all kinds of things. Don't do it. Leave Trump alone. This is the most fatuous bullshit argument ever because it does argue for Donald Trump should be able to do anything he wants because if he is held accountable at any level by the justice system of the United States of America by the Internal Revenue Service because he lied. If, if he is held at any level to accountability, then we're all in danger. First they came for Donald Trump, then they came for everybody else. I submit to you <laughs> yeah. that that is so wrong it is, but some people are going to believe that. Some people are right. going to buy that, Brad. Well, not some people, Brit. A lot of people think <laughs> that this is a bad idea to put out his taxes because, first of all, you know what? I'm going to go by the old Sue Myrick, who was a congressperson in North yeah. Carolina, yeah. who, for a different reason, under different circumstances, said, if you're not doing anything wrong, you don't have anything to worry about. What's the problem? What's the problem? And in the case of your income taxes, you know what? If you run for public office at any level, you should have nothing to be concerned about. Your taxes should be an open book. There are countries, and I didn't have time to to, to go through that. there are a lot of countries where income taxes and taxes are public record. Everybody's yeah. taxes are out in the open. Right. Nothing, to, nothing to hide. And in the case of Trump, we know, for a, you know what? hey look we have some sound on this this is a good job they did at uh, cnn the first part of this okay. is all of trump's bullshit that he was throwing out there before he won the presidency and then you'll hear john berman come in there and uh set up what he said afterwards just how disingenuously full of shit uh it was so this is this is pre-election and then berman comes in here all right If I decide to run for office, I'll produce my tax returns, absolutely. And uh, I would love to. Like from 2014. I'm very honest with my tax returns. I have very big returns, as you know, and I have everything all approved and very beautiful. And we'll be working on that over the next period of time. Well, because my returns are extremely complex and I'll make a determination at the right time. I have a very complex. That's February of 2016. So he's still saying Uh, this uh, ahead of of the election. He, he is going to absolutely do it here, right? Her
1: 33,000 emails that have been deleted. As soon as she releases them, I will
0: release. I will release. Oh, my- yeah. This was during a debate. Remember that? Yeah. You yeah. got a big applause line on that. So that was the promise until it wasn't. I'm under audit. When you're under audit, you don't do it. But I'm Bye. under audit. I would love to give them but I'm not going to do it while I'm under audit. It's very simple. Why? I'm under a routine audit, and it'll be released. And as soon as the audit's finished, it'll be released. When the audit is complete, I'll release my returns. I have no problem with it. Why? I'm not releasing the tax return. Well, this is the, 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 the part that, of course, is now worse yeah. than what we knew it to be mm-hmm. all the way along. It was never a question of he couldn't release them because he was under audit. He always had the right if he wanted to, to release them. Now we find out he wasn't even under audit for a couple of years. So Donald Trump, again, he sets a new bar for mendacity. Who on earth would ever falsely brag that they're being audited by the IRS? I know at the bar the other day, down with my— friends at the VA, we all were bragging about, yeah, I got audited. No, yeah, I got audited 10 times. <laughs> this is so funny. It's a, it's a lie on top of a
1: lie, because even if he was audited, it would not preclude him from releasing it.
0: Right, right. I'll finish up here. As you know, they're under audit. Actually, I paid tax. But, and you'll see that as soon as my tax returns. It, it's under audit. They've been under audit for a long time. The IRS does not treat me well. Oh, no, the, the IRS treated you beautifully, buddy. treated well. you beautifully.
1: We're showing people right now, if you're watching us in real time, what he paid between 2015 and 2021, $641,000, almost 642 in 2015. He paid 750, not 750,000, $750 in both 2016 and 2017. Then in 2018, Almost a million dollars in taxes, Brad. I guess that's when the machine started really kicking in. $133,000 in 2019, and then the wake of COVID and the economic slowdown of 2020, he paid zero dollars in taxes, Brad.
0: Yeah, I love that explanation that uh, by the time it gets to, to 2020, his income went way down. and they, Well, it's because of COVID. Really? What does that mean? So it was a lot harder to rip people off and it was it during was. The, uh, the height. Of COVID, it almost—if
1: you—if you look at this, it almost looks like he used the office of the presidency to kind of uh, uh, make money. You'd think <laughs> that's one of
0: those things. That not very much, of- and, and, and uh, uh, yeah, it—it it reveals him to be the—the—the the, the true criminal that he is because uh, so those years where he—he he got zero, where he paid zero taxes or got uh, refunds. I guess there's this one year where he got a hundred million dollars back in refunds and it it turns out and again this is the the same story uh was the irs always mean to donald trump apparently not because he would get giant refunds without having to justify the losses that he was claiming against the money that he had made which i don't know about you i swear this is true every year uh in october november we take bags of uh, old clothing over to goodwill okay? yeah, yeah and then when you do that you know what happened they ask, do you want a receipt all right mm-hmm. and they, they give you a receipt and they, they sign it and then you know you you fill in what's there and we're fairly fastidious about being accurate if we leave six bags of clothing three bags of shoes but we we write that down and i think well you know we've we haven't been audited over those kinds of things but the thought yeah that that we are careful about something like that right. versus a guy who yeah. year after year would just make shit up and get no tax liability or even money out of the treasury from you and from me well, that's By I mean, just but that's lying. A, just, it's it's so galling.
1: It's that's so another weird. thing, though. Somebody had to sign off on that. I mean, somebody he he doesn't just go to TurboTax and do his own shit. There's probably a team of folks that work on. I mean, there's somebody that really could get in big trouble. Oh
0: yeah. Well, it was that accounting firm, Mazars, M A Z A R S. Okay. They're the ones, and uh, th- they resigned from being his accountants several months ago, if you remember. But guess what? Too late. After after you live, you can't delete a tweet and you can't delete a tax return that you signed off on right. in 2019. <laughs> you can't do it. It
1: would be a, there's a, there's like a team of people, I would think who would be in, in big trouble, Mr. For this whole situation.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Um. And there's there's several things I know that you've again, digging down deep into this where it looks like he's a t- he's um committed. What, what's the word? Um, words of oh, tax fraud. Uh, when he wrote off way more in property tax as a business expense than he was allowed to, just for example. I mean, that's just one off the top of my head.
0: But, but That's amazing because these are the kind of things that are supposed to be automatic, instant. Yeah. Red flags. Yes. Ooh. And uh, the kind of thing that, that, that shouldn't take years and years of um, re-examination and, and auditing. And uh, it was noted that, uh, on Tuesday, when Trump's tax returns were wheeled over from the, the committee um, to the, the, the rest of the, the Congress or for the public to see to the, to the press, there were only four boxes, four, you know, the kind of uh, boxes that you store you know, your records in. And of course, Trump had made it seem as if there was just uh, billions and billions of pieces of paper. Nobody could ever go through these. It's yeah. too hard. No one would understand it. It's real easy to understand. It's yeah. easy to understand, yeah. isn't it? It is. I don't have any problem understanding this.
1: Well, you it's have so- to make yourself. You have to twist yourself into a knot to not understand it. So, oh, meanwhile, let's turn to Fox. Yeah. Uh, that that's exactly what they're going to do. They're going to, again, they're going to preach. I think that's going to be the Fox mentality is they're going to preach what you just said in jest about this being first. They came for Trump and next it's me, the, the plumber oh, that sure makes <laughs> the, the plumber that's making 46, five. Oh, he's his, his taxes are going to be exposed next year. See,
0: and, and this is the, uh, this is the, the, the silliness of, of that particular argument. Um, you either believe that donald trump is a one-off anomaly and the biggest threat to american democracy since i don't know the the first king of england okay before you either you either believe that and that he has bent every rule he has broken so many laws and he has forced the hand of law enforcement and normal, decent Americans to move in directions that we did not want to move in in order to save our country. Not unlike what Abe Lincoln had to do to save the Union during the Civil War. Sometimes you do things you don't want to do. And this idea that suddenly Donald Trump needs to be treated with kid gloves so that this will never happen again in the future to any other president. There will never be another president like Donald Trump. And the best way to protect against that is to make sure that this one Donald Trump cannot be duplicated because the rules were enforced, the laws were upheld, the indictments were made, the trials were held, and people went to jail or were fined huge amounts of money for what they did to put 230 years of a great democratic experiment oh i'm sorry that's with a small d i have to say that ha, 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 ha. in danger and i just I, I just cannot accept this idea that uh you gotta you gotta let it go now if, if and we want a perfect example of it yeah of people trying to bend over backwards that sleaze bucket hugh hewitt okay yeah who is a law he's a law professor and he's a talk show host and a columnist for the Washington Post. And today he wrote that maybe Trump should get the Spiro Agnew treatment. The Spiro Agnew treatment, in effect, said, all right, Spiro, resign as vice president. And uh, all this bribery, all these terrible things that you did, Yeah, yes, they're horrible, but as long as we get rid of you, and of course, you will never be able to run for public office again. That's that's fine. And and you know the there's a million aspects to that that I did. I simplified. well, why did what, but why did why would Spiro Agnew given that deal? Well, the the answer was because they were going after Nixon. Yes, and they needed and, him out of the uh, way. If, they, if Nixon would have either resigned <laughs> much earlier or been impeached and convicted, Correct. Then Spiro Agnew, who they already knew, yes, was a complete crook and criminal and uh bribery guy uh would have become the president so that and so you got gerald ford they needed him out of the way
1: they needed they needed the agner that they did clear the runway so they could go okay so so
0: so hugh hewitt makes the argument that the most important thing is to just get trump out of the way supposedly and, and all of this other stuff is just white noise and that actually presupposes that Donald Trump would ever agree, ever agree publicly, to not run for office again, in effect admitting guilt in all these areas, and this was the trade-off: we won't send you to jail, we won't put you on trial. And it's such a stupid idea. It, is,
1: it really it's is. It's so. It really is stupid. First of but, all, there's no there's no leverage. He's not in office anymore, Hugh. Right. There's nothing for <laughs> there's nothing for him to resign. He's just a guy eating Cheetos down at Mar-a-Lago. There's, there's no leverage whatsoever. Also, the, you talk about you have to believe this or that. You have to believe that there is no compelling interest for the public to know about Donald Trump's tax records. But there is a compelling public interest. Very important that you see Hunter Biden's dick while he's smoking a crack pipe. You know it, brother.
0: You know it. Yeah. <laughs> you have to believe that well, that is extremely important. The, the, exactly. <laughs> of, of course. <laughs> That's too stupid to talk about. It is too stupid to talk about. It's it's too stupid to talk about. Now I do like I guess uh, Andrew Weissman, who of course was really the, the at the top of the heap in the uh, the Mueller era, <laughs> a few years ago. He was the 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 lead guy. Um. He is pretty sure that the reason that Dan Scavino and Mark Meadows were not actually indicted remember they were just uh, were they i think were they subpoenaed and they didn't answer the subpoena and then nobody yeah. said anything right yeah and the reason for that is they haven't heard their names all that often since then until the mark meadows the, the text the, text, yeah. text message trail showed up this week but the reason that uh they didn't go that far is that they've gotten these two guys to flip the justice department has And they're talking because they've got the goods on these two. They've got the goods on these two. And uh, if you're Mark Meadows, I don't know how old Mark Meadows is. He's probably 60 or something like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Are you prepared to go to prison the rest of your life to protect Donald Trump? It gets down to that simple proposition. Do you want to die in prison for Donald Trump? And And even at
1: some point, Mark Meadows has a a bit of
0: self-preservation. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They've got the goods on, on him. He was... Just the ship that went back and forth that we've now seen yeah, is, is bad enough to have uh, been in contact with at least 34 members of Congress uh, before, during, and after January 6th. That's enough. You're dead to the world, Meadows. Now talk. And don't tell a lie. If you tell a lie, we'll know. And you're dead meat. Uh, that's what Wiseman thinks. And uh, I don't know who's Who's closer to this kind of situation than he is right now, without actually being part of the the situation? Because he's he's been there, he's he's seen it. Um, you want to hear about the rap guy that they uh, that they nailed? Yeah, I don't know this rapper from January the sixth. Yeah, let me let me dig this one up here. That's a good one. Uh,
1: not there. Not Notice there. how when you went to that sound, it would have immediately popped up. For whatever reason, you nailed it on your phone today. You I were did. able to get that immediately. I did, without... and you know what I'm going to do? Not try
0: again. Not <laughs> That's it. That's wrong.
1: exactly what needs to be done. Take uh, the win.
0: Was, yeah, this was two days ago. We have a guy named Antoine Broadnecks. His stage name is Bugsy the Don. Jesus. He got five months in prison after he entered the Capitol on January 6th. And he used a photo of himself posing in front of the Capitol building during the riots for the cover of his album called The Capitol. (laughs) Reporting here by WUSA, CBS affiliate in Washington. He pleaded guilty to four misdemeanor counts, and the prosecutors wanted him to spend 21 months in prison because he had all kinds of uh, other criminal record stuff. Um, but his lawyer said he's an entrepreneur and a great community asset. In other words, a credit to his community. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so he didn't get the, uh, the full 21 months, but he had riot themed songs on his album. He gets five months and jeez, on the album cover, he wrote, um, TBH. They only stand for them, but I was chose to stand for us. What's understood don't need to be explained. I love the rap language, don't you, Britt? TBH, to be honest, is, yeah, uh, is be that's, honest. A, that's the little thing. Thank there. you. Thank you very much. Bugsy uh, the Don. So, the, see, the, but this is the, the, the problem here. Uh, and This guy's a jerk, and, yeah. and he was there, and he was inside the Capitol building, and he, he, he's, a, he's a dope, but he's getting five months. So let me get this straight. Are we going to live in a world... Where this guy, no matter what you think of him, gets five months in prison, and Donald Trump gets to spend the rest of his days at Mar-a-Lago booking golf dates with other people, it can't be. It cannot be that way.
1: It's it's troublesome to say the least. But uh, we haven't seen the end of the entire Donald Trump thing, anyway.
0: Yeah,
1: I hope. I get it between uh, between
0: you know Jack Smith and everything that's going on. Oh, I I know. I know. know, know, but. Um, you know, we now have hundreds of people who are spending time in jail and who've had their lives, in many cases, rightfully destroyed because of the bad decision that they made. And why did they make this decision? Because it spontaneously went flying into their brains from from some invisible uh, Italian laser laser ray that that went into them all at once, they all thought of the same thing let's all go to the capitol and trash the place and and threaten to kill the vice president and members of congress why Why did they all do that? It wasn't a- sp- it was because of donald trump and yeah. if we don't have a if we don't have a justice system that can make that connection in a way that allows for twelve jurors to unanimously say yeah that's right that's right much in the same way that it didn't take long for 12 jurors unanimously up in new york a few weeks ago to say the trump organization is a corrupt piece of shit that should be punished severely for what they did and of course that wasn't donald trump that was being personally penalized for that it can't stand we cannot stand for that you can't do it. So,
1: Bu- Bugsy the Don's music, by the way, is still available. I'm looking at it. A- this is Amazon Music, which is what I use. I'm sure it's on Spotify and whatever you use.
0: If you want to listen to the 32 minutes of yeah, bullshit the that picture makes- of him is is sitting uh, yeah. on some steps as the riot is going on behind him, um,
1: which is which is like that's very weird. In the middle of that, I go yo yo yo, take a shot of me here. I'm just gonna like chill. We'll put this on the front of the album. I mean, that's that's weird, right?
0: Well there's a lot of video just in general that I question why it exists. Like people who are in the middle of terrible terrible weather events. Yeah. Their lives are being endangered. I mean they're in tornadoes, they're in hurricanes, they're in floods, but I got to whip out my phone and take vi- no. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Do you remember
1: that fake photo they had after 9/11 of the guy that was supposedly on the on the deck of the World Trade Center? with the plane coming and he seemed to be oblivious to it having his picture taken. Do you remember yeah, that?
0: that? You knew that was a Photoshop. I knew it.
1: I knew it that was like one of the first Photoshop's I ever saw in my life.
0: Yeah. That was like one of the most famous ones. Yeah. Like, like I'm not would, talking about Photoshop's. So I'm talking about, about real, real things, real yeah. video, real of shit. people who they, they're just dying to make sure that whatever they're taking gets on world news tonight for three seconds with their name up in the corner that's just my life has been made well they got
1: that they got that meme of the guy who's at the funeral and he's throwing up the peace sign and grinning at the funeral as they're like heaping dirt onto somebody they've got that that's what it reminds me of kind of that that was a real one they've
0: they've got that meme that's out there i love it yeah Uh, i'm looking here just just for fun here i just i just saw that Trump spokesman demands taxes be released, quote, for Nancy Pelosi and her weirdo husband. That seems to be their call. That seems to be,
1: and I think the House, the GOP judiciary uh, guys in the House put that out as a tweet too. So, again, utter equivalence between Nancy Pelosi's taxes and Donald Trump's taxes. Uh,
0: There's absolute equivalence, and if you believe that one should be released, then absolutely you believe the other should be released. Well, see, here's the problem. If Nancy Pelosi and her husband's taxes were released, it would show that they are far wealthier than Donald Trump. Yeah. So be careful for what you wish for. That's correct. Apparently, they you know they build up quite a uh, real estate thing over over all these years, and uh, and, uh, and that that that's so perfect in that in Trump world, the assumption is everybody is just as bad as he is. Yeah. He's not any worse than. No, he's not special at all. Everyone cheats, everyone lies, and everyone tries to get away with everything all the time. Right. And it's just not true. And that gets us back to, you know, one of our original concepts years ago, which is people who don't have nearly as much as Donald Trump, people who are poor, people just trying to make ends meet. Do they really think that Donald Trump is some kind of role model? Well, yeah, I saw him on Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Look at the place he lives in. I saw him on The Apprentice. What a genius businessman. He fired Gary Busey. He threw me <laughs> both out of the room. <laughs> what, what, what a strong, strong leader. And the the best description of Donald Trump always, I thought, was Donald Trump is the poor man's version of what they think a rich man is like. And yeah. it's not true. Well, I think that was.
1: I mean, to me, that's why they, when they, when they go through these tax records, they're going to find out that this guy's not worth a billion dollars. He's not a billionaire. And I always thought that was the fear. And you know, I, I haven't seen any
0: uh, breakout or reporting on this yet. But uh, where are the charitable deductions? Where are oh, the yeah. real charitable deductions? Well, there's, there's a, a little problem. Ones, but in terms of real money that ever went to any kind of real charitable there, organization there's a, there's a real issue there because they said he made uh,
1: charitable don- donations to in cash which is a real problem uh when it comes
0: to like trying to keep track of that okay you know that's a lie yeah, that's what they say what but, but what, what now you know the lie that's a lie because donald trump is the king of the fake deduction right? oh absolutely so oh, therefore the last thing you would do when you're giving to charity is to do it in cash without a receipt, yeah. without any record of it, because you always want to get back more than you put in. So Donald Trump is the kind of guy who, if he did go to Goodwill with uh, five bags of clothing, he would say he gave 100 bags, which, yeah. by the way, there is a limit. I think it's a $5,000 deduction on that kind of... Is there really? Um, yeah, you can't. There's not an unlimited amount. But But that's what Trump would actually do if he gave a cash donation. He said, yeah, I gave the guy $100. And then he tried to deduct 5000 That's what he would do. You would that's never right. just say, oh, I gave money in cash. So that's such a transparent lie. That's so beyond lie, lie, lie that it's not even funny.
1: And, and also, if you had an accountant and you continue to do that, they'd be like, you're, I'm not going to do your taxes anymore. Right. If you're going to continue to do that.
0: Right. You can't keep telling me that you gave money. Yeah. In- Nobody does that. I Nobody does that because, of me. course, you go – the last thing you do is is, is, is give huge amounts of okay, – I bet the only place you can do that with any kind of co- – is the uh, Salvation Army buckets. You know, yeah. I'm pretty sure that the people standing there aren't reaching in and keeping the money for themselves. <laughs>
1: there's it's the, it's uh, not
0: that much anyway. Zelensky's so in town.
1: Yeah, Zelensky with greeting President Biden. This bum is not even wearing a suit while he's meeting the president of the United States. Well, that's a good point. That's kind it's of a, effect, yeah. what kind of a stumble bum ragamuffin are you, sir? You but, when you greet my president, you wear a suit. You know and what? A tie. You know
0: what? I got a name for that guy. Sam Bankman Zelensky. Okay. <laughs> Don't you dress down in front of our president. <laughs> Patriot missiles, forget about it. Forget about it. I was on your side until now. Yeah. Yeah